Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. What the hell is Commissioner Roger Goodell doing hooking up his National Football League with Jay-Z? I'll tell you what he's doing. He's kissing ass. And then we have the NBA, where there's this ridiculous notion that its players are breaking free from slavery. What a load of crap that is. So like I said, listen up, folks, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right. Uh, Let's first things first. Let's get to the NFL business. I don't have a clue. Oh, I, I should correct myself. Yeah, I got a clue. But I cannot believe that the National Football League has hooked up with Jay-Z and his Rock Nation? Really? I mean, I, I find it mind-boggling. It, it, to me, makes no sense. It's, as I said in my open, it's kissing ass. It's absurd. And, you know, when the NFL... Excuse me. When the NFL, uh, you know, put out its release, where the heck that I have it there? It it, it put out its release. Um, Social Justice Monitor. No one from the NFL, certainly not Goodell, would dare read the lyrics of the scores of numbers that have brought Jay Z his fame fortune. That's the truth. But just so you know, folks. And it's worth looking up. Uh, last week, uh, in the New York Post, Phil Mushnick had a column, and it was just outstanding. Just outstanding. Uh, how does Jay-Z merit this? You know how? By being afraid of him. By being afraid of the NFL being called racist, which is absurd. Anyway, it's it's just I'm I'm telling you, it's mind-boggling to me. 
I mean, he's going to be involved in in um, entertainment and you know, like like to address social justice or to monitor social justice. This guy. If you or I, and that's why I mentioned Phil Mushnick's column, if you or I ever uttered the words that Jay-Z has become a billionaire on selling his CDs or songs, whatever, I was going to say records, but nobody buys records anymore. I mean, it's absurd. It is absolutely, this whole thing is so cockeyed and twisted, and I'm sure Roger Goodell and the National Football League are spooked. They're scared because of what happened, you know, with the whole kneeling with Kaepernick and all that business. They're afraid of any, anything. They got hoodwinked into giving $900 million to African-American causes. And I'm, I, listen, don't get me wrong. I'm all for, if you want to be charity, donate, uh, donate to the United Negro Fund, uh, African-American causes. That's fine. But they did it to appease what was going on with the protests and the kneeling and all that. And even donating, when I say donating, they committed to like $900 million over X amount of years. Even that did not stand or sit well with a lot of the NFL brethren. In fact, some of them were split over it. The group that agreed to take the $900 million were being accused of sellouts. It's just mind-boggling to me. And, and well... Again, it's mind-boggling to me that he would agree to it, Roger Goodell, but I understand it. I mean, he he's just kissing their ass. He's pandering to, to Jay-Z, of all people? It, it just, it, it's, the whole thing is cockeyed. It makes no sense to me. I mean, his lyrics, he uses all kinds of profanities. He had spoken about homosexuals. I mean, it's unbelievable. I can guarantee you, if a white guy, a white gal, a white singer, a white anything, used the lyrics that Jay-Z has used, he wouldn't get in the front door. He wouldn't get in the back door of the National Football League.
the way women are viewed in some of his lyrics? Are you kidding me? Again, this is the National Football League. This isn't Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, okay? This isn't Milk and Cookies. This is the National Football League. I I mean, again, I'm going to uh, read the NFL... uh, they were, you know, talking about the um, teaming up with Jay-Z to enhance the NFL's live game experiences and to amplify the league's social justice efforts. And Jay-Z is also going to contribute to and supervise Super Bowl halftime acts. Uh, really? I, I just I just do not understand that. And now there's also a split between Jay-Z and Colin Kaepernick, which I could give a rat's ass about. I mean, Jay-Z, first of all, Jay-Z doesn't need the money. Guy's a billionaire, okay? This is ego. This has got to show you a big you-know-what. This is I got to be the man front and center. And Roger Goodell and a National Football League are buying in. And the only reason they're doing that, as far as I'm concerned, they're being they're afraid of being called racist. Which to me is, you know, a bunch of crap anyway. But that, that's the world we live in. You know, in, in late, especially in a court of public opinion, you're guilty before being proven innocent, not innocent before being proven guilty. Not In a court of public opinion, it's opposite. So if somebody calls you a racist, must be true. Somebody calls Russ Salzberg here a racist, must be true. At some point... You got to say enough is enough. This whole business sickens me. And, And it goes back. Listen, folks, you've heard me hear it say it time and time again. While I would not have done it. While I would not have done the protest, the way the players did, taking a knee. I defended their right to do so. I would not have done it that way. I thought it was ill-advised. It might have brought light to situations, but it also caused a great deal of divisiveness. You know, everybody talks, oh, like, like Colin Kaepernick is some, like, Modern day hero. Like a Malcolm X or Muhammad Ali or whatever. Or Dr. King. Give me a break. You know, everybody talks about 
you know, the social injustice. How about Colin Kaepernick? Again, I'll bring it up because everybody's afraid to bring it up. How about ask Colin Kaepernick? You know, nobody gives a rat's ass when when he wore the T-shirt of, of Fidel Castro at, at a press conference. How about that? Maybe you ought to speak to, go down, as I've said several times before, go down, Colin, don't be living here in New York. Why don't you march your ass down to Miami, go to Little Havana, and ask all the Cuban refugees what they think about the social justice in Cuba. Cuba. See what they say. They might tie it to a back of a pickup truck and drag your ass down the street. I don't hear anybody ever asking him about that. And you, let's get started. I, went, I was going to say, don't get me started. How about wearing socks depicting cops as pigs? Okay? And take a look what is happening in our country today. How police are, are being treated and humiliated by the people they're paid to protect. Yeah, Colin Kaepernick depicted the cops, police, as pigs. Maybe I ought to wear it, you ought to wear it some socks. With Colin Kaepernick's picture on it, depicting him as a pig. Oh, but then Russ would be a racist, and you would be a racist. This whole, I'll tell you, when I read this about Jay-Z and Rock Nation, it just, it, it, it's... I'm, I'm telling you, if you get a chance, because I, I've said before, read, go back to last Friday, August 16th, and read Phil Mushnick's column. Even though this is a podcast, I won't use the words that he, you know, Jay-Z's lyrics. I mean, it's just absurd. Jay-Z and Roger Goodell hooking up a deal. Man, I'll I'll tell you what, you, you can knock me over with a feather. I never would have believed this. I I just it yeah, I'm going to say it makes so. No, I don't want to say it doesn't make sense to me. Because I know why it's being done. You know, for Jay-Z, it's just about his ego and the do-re-mi. And I know why Goodell's doing it, because he's afraid. They're afraid. that They've been spooked about being called racist. They're being spooked about, um, hey, NFL gets chastised, and well, they should. You know, every time a domestic violence situation comes up, and and well, they should. Don't misunderstand or misinterpret what I'm saying, and well, they should. 
Well, I shouldn't say the league should be chastised. The individual should. But since you're so concerned about domestic violence, go listen to, uh, you know, some of Jay-Z's raps and, and, and other rappers that you've employed. Give me a break. If you're starting to walk through life scared, you're going to be running scared forever. It's absolutely disgraceful. I think the National Football League, and I am a big fan, as you well know, of the National Football League. Love it. Love the football season. This, to me, is a disgrace. And I think the National Football League and Roger Goodell, and I've always stuck up for Roger Goodell. I think a lot of times he's been chastised unfairly. You know, I, I stuck for him. I stuck up for him during the Ray Rice situation. The reason I stuck up for him, I, I certainly wasn't condoning Ray Rice slugging his wife. But I got what happened. Ray Rice went into Roger Goodell's office, went, went with his wife, all teary eyed. My husband's a good man. This doesn't happen. Okay, he cuts him some slack. Make sure you don't do it again. Then the video comes out and all hell broke loose. But now you're hooking up with Jay-Z and Rock Nation. As they say in Brooklyn, forget about it. It's absolutely disgraceful. Disgraceful. And then I happen... Moving from the NFL, let me go to the NBA. All right, let me go to the NBA. So I'm perusing uh, the papers this past Sunday. And there was a front page in the sports section in the New York Times taking charge in the NBA. And, and, let me just read you a thing. Players now control their fate in a league that serves as a monument to black America. Okay. Who's it written by? It's written by a guy by the name of Kurt Streeter. Our front page in this past Sunday's New York Times. And... uh I want I want to read something to you. What we're seeing now is about val- this is in that column. What we're seeing now is about value beyond money. It's about power, history and the long quest for black self-determination, said David J. Leonard, a professor at Washington State University who has written about race, culture and sports. According to Leonard, a line can be traced to the modern NBA from antebellum slavery. I'm quoting now. One way to think about slavery is as a history of confinement and the struggle of movement, being moved against your will or seeking to break free of those chains. A connection can be made to what we're seeing in the league today, to the drive among black players to freely move and control one's future, control one's life and likeness, story and voice all of this is part of a larger history in black america 
All right. Now, now bear with me a second. Bear with me a second. Later on in the column, the article, gone are the days when Jordan or Magic Johnson or Kobe Bryant told the corporate line during the peak of their careers. Today's stars feel emboldened to speak openly about race, to advocate social justice, to publicly debate issues like slavery and its enduring effects. All right. As I said in my open, what a load of crap that is. And and again, if you're afraid to challenge those remarks, then you're just afraid of being labeled, ooh, you're a racist. First of all, let me make this clear. And I think anybody out there knows this. The free movement of NBA players, NBA players, is the result of what? The free movement of NFL players is the result of what? The free movement of Major League Baseball players is the result of what? The free movement of National Hockey League players is the result of what? It's the result of free agency. Period. Not black or white or green or blue or Italian or Irish or Jew or Muslim or whatever. It's about free agency. It's not about black free agency. Here's a list of some items. Of the free agent signings in 2019. Kawhi Leonard, three years, 103 million. Kevin Durant, four years, 164 million. Kyrie Irving, four years, 142 million. Kemba Walker, four years, 141 million. Jimmy Butler, four years, 142 million. Okay? Clay Thompson, five years, 190 million. Chris Middleton, five years, 178 million. Christoph Porzingis, oh, how did a big, tall white guy get in there? Five years, $158 million. DeAndre Jordan, four years, $40 million. Well, a mere pittance, mere bag of shells. Slavery? Slavery? Black players? aren't doing anything other than what white players or anybody else is doing. It's free agency. That's what it's about. It's not that we're taking a stand and we're not going to put up with this shit any longer where we can't move where we want to go. It's free agency. You were granted free agency by your owners, which, by the way, when Draymond Green comes out with that ridiculous notion that well, you know, don't like the word owners because that goes back to like slavery plantation owners. Bullshit. An owner is an owner is an owner. Just like an employee is an employee is an employee. You got it? If I'm paying you, you're working for me. I'm the owner of this establishment. You don't like it? Blow it out your ass. 
It's not, this is, you know, when people trying to make this, I mean, this column incensed me because you're talking about, this. it's not a black movement breaking out of the chains and bondage of slavery. It's free agency. When Kurt Flood in baseball challenged the reserve clause, he wasn't doing it for black-only players. Quite frankly, he was doing it for himself. And he was challenging the reserve clause with the then Marvin Miller, head of the union. So do me a favor, guys. Cut out with the crap. And, you know, and again, I, I listen, I've always been a big fan of Adam Silver, but I took Adam to Silver, Adam Silver to task when this stuff came out. Well, we, yeah, we're getting away from using the term owner. Well, I mean, th- that is just kissing ass. I, I I get it. The majority of your players, your employees are black. I get it. But you don't have to walk around on eggshells being afraid of being called an owner? How stupid is that? People are just just being afraid that the notion that you might be challenged. And that's why I got really pissed off back in December when, you know, LeBron James... um, You know, he shared on uh, uh, on Instagram, was it was, talked about, there was a line from some rapper, um, ASMR. Uh, no, the song was ASMR. The, the rapper was, um, I think, 21 Savage or something. We be getting the Jewish money, everything is kosher. So... LeBron James was chastised for it. And then he came out with, that's, uh, let's see, where, where did he say it? So I actually thought it was a compliment, and obviously it wasn't through the lens of a lot of people. My apologies. It definitely was not the intent, obviously, to hurt anybody. Fine. You worked for Mickey Arison, who was a Jew owner in Miami. You worked for, what was it, Dan Gilbert, a Jew owner. In um, in Cleveland. You got plenty of that Jewish money. Don't tell me that LeBron didn't know th- th- those lines were not uh, racist, prejudicial, and pre- prejudicial, anti-Semitic, whatever you want to call it. But. Adam Silver, the league didn't take LeBron to task. What the hell do you think would have happened to somebody else had they said that? Hmm? What do you think? It was just a Scrabini player. Not even a Scrabini. You know, better play, but but it wasn't um, LeBron James. But you're afraid. You don't you don't want to ruffle feathers. People need to be called to task. They need to be called on the carpet. They need to be told to stop this bullshit. It's just not right. It is not right. 
I've defended a lot of causes. But I'm not walking on eggshells. There's what's right is right and what's wrong is wrong. And you got to be man or lady enough not to be afraid of somebody calling boo. Boo. I remember, you know, years ago, years ago when I was working at Channel 9, somebody called up, I guess, the assignment desk or something and said, uh, Russ, uh, uh, you know, they, they they were complaining about something. They they wanted to speak to me. So uh, the assignment editor happens to call me up and, and it's like whispering, Russ, Russ, there's there's a call on the phone. I says, yeah. Um, well, it, it, it's a black person. So I said to the assignment ed- editor, why are you whispering? You don't have to be afraid of offending anybody. I wouldn't have said what I said. I forget what it was at the time, but I wouldn't have said what I said if I didn't believe it. So somebody wants to talk to me about it, I'll talk to them about it. What are we whispering about? We got to be on eggshells? Somebody's going to say, poo, poo, poo? Ooh, you're a bad guy. You're a bad girl. You can't say that. Free agency in the NBA, they're talking about breaking like the chains of of freedom, becoming free of chains and bondage of slavery. Are you kidding me? Uh, Really, are you kidding me? And by the way, what really pissed me off was, you know, gone are the days when Jordan or Magic or Kobe told the corporate line. Hmm. Oh, yeah, you know, all these sneaker deals and what? They don't tow the corporate line? And by the way, you're making this money you're making? Thank you on the backs of people like Jordan and Magic Johnson. Who came, who played, and delivered. Who became faces In advertising, black faces, not white faces, black faces. Jordan hasn't played in years. Look at the money he's still getting from all his endorsements. Are you kidding me? Are you really kidding me? And and people write this shit? NBA slavery. These owners, they call, you know. But I remember LeBron on his stupid ass show, the shop, calling, uh, talking about NFL owners. Yeah, white, old white men with uh, slave mentality, plantation owner mentality. That that's that's always the easy one. Yeah. I don't know if people who were on the plantations were allowed to move from plantation to plantation if they didn't like it. I don't know if they were traveling first class from plantation to plantation if they didn't like it. I don't know if Harriet Tubman's Underground Railroad was considered first class. All this is a bunch of hypocritical, phony bullshit.
And it really, the world, you got to stop it. Because when you come out with idiotic remarks like that, that causes divisiveness. It makes the stupid yahoos out there scratching their head who don't believe in fairness, who are racist. You you read stuff like that, it just feeds into it because it's stupid. It's pandering bullshit. It's got to stop. Got to stop. Anyway, that's it for me today. That's a wrap here, folks. I want to thank you all for getting a load of this. And now I'd like to uh, get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts. Be it on the NFL, on the NBA, whatever. You can always contact me on Twitter at Russ Salzberg, on Facebook. Always check out my website, real simple, at russsalzberg.com. My thanks to the big man across the way, Crash, a.k.a. Mike Caragliano, to my fine OG Podcast Network producer, Tim Einickel, to 77 WABC Program Director, Big Dave Labrosi, to his outstanding assistant program director, Matt Dahl, and, of course, last but certainly not least... You people out there, because without you guys, I'd have nobody here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to all of you, bye-bye, so long, and farewell. I'll see you next week. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.